Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. All right, Eagle Nation, so we are back for our uh, second kind of impromptu bonus episode uh, talking about the athletic director um, at Georgia Southern. And and Cody, um, you know, for, for any of our listeners out there, um, no matter how long you followed us, uh, if if there is ever a dull moment going on in Georgia Southern football or just Georgia Southern athletics, and and you're you know if if it's in the off season and you're just really itching for some exciting news, all you have to do is reach out to us apparently um, on on any of the social media channels and just and just wish that we would record some kind of content because uh, when when we do that, it is it is it is basically law now. Uh, fate fate will have it. Within 24 or 48 oh, yeah. hours, on like some Donkey of the Kong. biggest news of the year will break before we can put up said content. So, for for the second straight time now, we have had two uh, two a two part episode. First was a season finale. Um, now we uh, we just released our uh, part one of our, our season three uh, premiere, um, but recorded both of those episodes before huge news broke uh, regarding the athletic director at Georgia Southern. So the first one was that bonus episode about TK resigning, and now uh, you know just with within two days of, of recording that that season three finale, we uh, we get the the news. Um, you know that that morning that. Um, I guess it was uh, uh, Tuesday morning, was it, Cody? Of of uh, something like that, where uh, Jared Banco, um, so. the deputy AD at Mississippi State, uh, was named the new athletic director at Georgia Southern. So this is kind of uh, we're going to split our um, season premiere, um, you know, our two part season premiere with this bonus episode, where we'll solely just kind of talk about that hire and and what we've kind of seen so far. Um, you know, from his uh, introductory press conference and and also just kind of our wish list of, of what we hope, um, you know, happens under, um, you know, under his um, reign, I guess, as, as, as Georgia Southern Athletic Director, um, you know, when it comes to facilities, when it comes to scheduling, when it comes to uh, raising money and how that money is raised, all that kind of good stuff. So, um, so Cody, I guess let's get started with, uh, you know, like I said, um, Jared Banco, he was a WAD Mississippi State. Um, we chatted a little bit before this. I think the biggest thing to pay attention to here um, from a need standpoint, right, and, and we kind of talked about this in our TK Resigns episode, is uh, for, for kind of our wish list of who we wanted to bring in, was someone that was, you know, fiscally responsible, someone that is fiscally minded, um, you know, from a kind of a, a athletics but a financial background. And, I mean, this guy has it in spades. Jared Banco, uh, he was, um, in addition to be the, being the deputy AD and the administrator over football, and we'll get to that in a second, at Mississippi State, he was also their CFO, their chief financial officer, uh, held a, a similar role at Auburn as well. So I think that is huge when it comes to um, Georgia Southern. You know, obviously always – trying to do, you know, uh, more with less, you know, uh, obviously we don't have the biggest athletic budget out there. So I, I think this is a huge move step in the right direction for, um, for our athletic programs. It is. I, I completely concur with that um, statement in regards to do more with less. I also think that he's probably going to try to um, bring more in um, for sure. Right. Like that's a great mindset to have, but let's not keep ourselves poor here. Let's try to get as much money and donors and donations as we can. And I think 
um, that'll probably be numero uno on his on his things to do when he finally gets settled into his into his job. Yeah, and and I was actually looking right before we recorded this of of just uh, you know how. Um, where, where we kind of stack up, you know, in the Sun Belt when it, when it comes to finances and, and kind of our operating budget. And obviously, you know, our, our budget has increased tremendously since moving up from FCS to FBS. And, and, you know, and that's, um, that's the case for, um, all, you know, all our sports too. Um, you know, obviously football is the one that made the move, um, but the operating budget affects all 17 sports, right? So, um, I was looking and, uh, you know, according to, um, the Knight Commission on Intercollegiate Athletics, they work in conjunction with, uh, USA Today and the Knight Foundation, um, to, kind of break down all the finances so i was i was looking through all that and there are only three schools in the Sun Belt right now that have operating budgets uh worse than us so in 2018 we were just over uh 31 million um and again from 2013 you know when we moved up we were just 13 million back then so to put that into perspective um you know we have uh way more than doubled <laughs> right uh our our uh you know it was 136 percent increase um between 13 and 2018 um, but when you're looking across the sun, did you belt, do that math? I did not. No, I'm looking at that in front of me. Yeah, you do not okay. want me doing that math. Okay, but but the th- the three schools. <laughs> That's that's why I said more, way more than doubled. I wasn't going to try. Um, but if, if if you look at this three schools, so you've got Troy, uh, which isn't uh, super far behind us um, at uh, thirty, just over thirty million. Um, you've got uh, South Alabama at twenty nine million, and then Louisiana Monroe way down there at fifteen million, fifteen five. Yeah. Um, so you know, but but yeah. So I mean, <laughs> we're 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 uh, you know fourth from the bottom there. Um, in operating budgets, you have, you know, schools like Coastal Carolina that, that moved up, you know, more recently than, than us at, at 36, you've got, um, that school in Atlanta at 39, you've got, uh, Arkansas state at 40 and app state at 36, um, almost 37. So, you know, like you said, it's, it's not just about doing more with less. And yes, that's a part of our legacy and pedigree and, uh, going all the way back to Eric Russell, Wright And getting the, the football from Kmart and the, the tape on the helmets and all this uh, sort of stuff. Um, and it is part of that blue collar <laughs> mentality. Yeah. Um, but at the same time we want to raise money too, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it is, it is a business is all, you know, it is about money. Um, and, and we can, we can still have money and, and, and be, really successful and also be blue collar in the way we carry ourselves. Right. So, um, so, you know, I, again, it was refreshing to see us kind of bring in a guy with, you know, such a, um, a deep background, um, in, you know, the financial sector of athletics, of college athletics. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's able to do, you know, from watching the introductory press conference, he kind of talked about that of, of, you know, he's, he's pretty progressive, you know, you've, you've heard, you know, uh, you see all these quotes out there from from people that he's worked with in the past at, at various SEC schools, and they all say that that he that he is, you know is is kind of a magician of, of what he can do you know with a budget and and, and by growing a budget too. Um, so I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, I I definitely am as well. Um, and just kind of jump on your do more with less. Um, again, that's that's a it's a great model to have. We definitely want to keep that in, in regards to our traditions and, and our kind of our legacy here at um, 
Southern. But it's, we don't need to use it as an excuse to, to stay poor, right? Like, we don't right. need to use that as an excuse to be like, well, you know, we don't really need to get more donors, or we don't, or we've always done it like this, and this is just what we do. Um, so I think it's a great mindset going forward, but in regards to the actual number and, and donations, that, that has to be a, a focus and, and, and it has to increase, right? If we want to kind of start really competing on a national level across right. all sports here. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> he seems to be a, a young guy who has, I think, some fresh ideas that he wants to implement. Yep. And I'm excited to see what those ideas will be in, in the upcoming months and years. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sure he can't get everything he probably wants done, you know, or implemented in the next, you know, four to five weeks. Obviously, a lot of this sure. stuff is going to take time. But, you know, I think to, to see exactly where he starts and, and what kind of that first uh, first step is for him, and kind of where we go from there is going to be very interesting to see. Like I said, I I, I like this hire a lot, um, and I'm really excited. I don't know if we could have really done better than than the individual that we got here. Um, and as far as his press conference and stuff, I think I'm with you. He kind of knocked that out of the park, and he did. I thought he he did a he did a really good job as far as introducing himself to the you know alumni and all of the Georgia Southern family here. Right. And, and we touched on it right in the, in the TK resigns episode of, of what makes a good athletic director. And yeah, you know, part of it is, is face of, you know, a program face of, um, an athletic program and, you know, someone that is, is well liked, um, someone that is charismatic that, uh, can represent your, um, you know, your athletic programs, uh, across the nation. Um, you know, not just across, uh, the, the Sunbelt conference, but, um, you know, when you're, when it comes to scheduling and, and, and saying the right things, uh, knowing yep. the right people, pulling the right strings to make things happen. So part of it is that, you know, kind of a PR uh, standpoint. The other part is what we touched on already is the financial part. Um, you know, uh, being a CFO, uh, being, you know, balancing the budget, uh, growing the budget. Um, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, and, and just, and just being just kind of the, the overall figurehead. But, you know, I like the fact that he's a younger guy, you know, he's just 38. Um, and I like the fact that he kind of has a, a progressive mindset where, where he's not, you know, I think he, uh, I, I heard it somewhere. Um, I, you know, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Dr. Marrero or, or, or someone, uh, who like introdu- introduced him in the, in the press conference. But I, I I saw or read somewhere where where they said that he can kind of be a bridge, you know, between the old guard, right, of of, of Georgia Southern, and then yep. and then kind of the the newer younger fans, you know, people like you and I, and and, and you know current students and recent alumni and things like that. That's very hard to do, you know. It is. That's extremely hard to do because you know we, uh, you know, similar to other schools, but I would say even more so in some regards. I mean, yeah, we we still have that contingent of of a fan base that is very, very old school. They just want to run triple option football. They want to be back under center. You know, they want to do things like Irk, you know, did they never want to get rid of, you know, the certain traditions and things like that, you know? um, And a lot of those people are, are donors, you know, are, are, are big donors, but, but you have, um, you have young alumni too, that, that are going out there and, and, you know, they're, they're making money and, and they want to contribute. You got to give them, a reason to contribute. Um, so I think, I think from what I've seen so far, obviously very early, but it, it seems like he can be kind of that, that bridge and, and fill that gap um, between the old guard um, and the new. And, and I, I think that's really exciting rather than getting, you know, kind of a, 
you know, a super veteran, uh, you know, older AD, let's say from like in, you know, an established FB, uh, FCS program or something like that. Right. Yeah. Or um, or even like an up and coming, uh, you know, FCS uh, like AD that, that's already been an AD at the at FCS program and coming up. I, I, I like the fact that he's been in the SEC for 10 years, um, but I like the fact that he's younger. I like the fact that he has that, you know, financial background. So, um, you know, the, from a fundraising standpoint, I think that was that honestly was one of the big gripes about um, TK. Right. Uh, you know, we it, it seemed like I know, obviously, a lot of things were going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. Right. But yeah. you you heard a lot of excuses. You did. You, you, you heard, heard a lot of rumors. You, you, you oh. heard a lot of rumors, but you heard a lot of excuses from him, from the yeah. TK letters, you know, letters from TK and and from his press conferences and the sort of thing uh, when they did the caravans and stuff. It, all of it, 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 it just sounded like excuses. You know, we, we don't have the money. We're too poor. Uh, we don't have enough donors. Uh, we're never going to get all these shiny new things like the indoor practice facility and all this stuff because we don't have enough donors. We're not, we can't bring P5s to, to Paulson because we need those money games. Um, you know, be happy with what you have kind of thing. And, and I, I get that to, to some degree, but also you have to ask yourself, well, what, what's not being done <laughs> to, to increase that budget. Right. Yeah, um, I, exactly. I, I know, I know we don't have, you know, uh, I know we're not up to par, um, with a lot of the rest of the conference, a lot of the rest of the country when it comes to, um, our alumni giving back, you know, it, it we, you know, we, we struggle in that area, but, there are answers there. What are those answers? I don't have those answers, but hopefully Jared does. Right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so like that, that's why we hired him. Right. That's why we hired him. Someone that can think outside the box. And, you know, we, we put quality products obviously on all the playing fields, right. That we do, that we do um, our, our sports are, I mean, he's coming in at a great time when we, you know, we have success in football, you know, basketball's doing well, baseball's doing well, or the men's golf team is, is going crazy. We've got the air rifle program that, you know, produced an Olympian, all, all this kind of stuff that, you know, it's, it's a really exciting time, um, to kind of gain that interest and, 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 you know, build on that momentum to, to, uh, you know, grow the budget. Um, but, and, you know, and I, I think he's the right guy to kind of see us through that. I think I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, he seems to be the right fit, um, for this time in, in our athletic history and, and, going forward i mean the only concern that i really have is with him being so young is that he does a really good job here in like 10 years the ad at uga or ad at south carolina either resign or get fired and they come and poach him for us see i, right? I would i would be concerned with less than 10 years honestly I, I would yeah be, well i mean i was yeah. just threw out a timeline yeah, sure, whatever sure, sure. yeah yeah, but I, I, I would say I would say here, even five, we do really six. well yeah sure yeah I, I would say if we keep you know obviously you know playing success you know keeps kind of going on 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 the trend that it is right and but then if if we're able to grow the budget if we're able to do some of these big initiatives we're going to talk about here um in a second with you know whether it be facilities where you know uh, scheduling big names to come to pulse and things like that we see that even in the next three to five years yeah he could be poached um you know yeah. he he is a uga grad you know again you have the old guard and stuff. You're going to have the people that already, you know, that's, that's a negative in their book. You know, he's already starting off on a bad, on a bad foot there. Um, and you're, yeah. and you're, and you're, and you're going to have the people that are, you know, not the, you know, not conspiracy theorists, but you know what I mean? There, there, there's going to be people that if, if things are going bad, people are going to immediately jump to that, 
You know, yeah. people are going to say, well, this is a Georgia guy. He's the, he's just using this as a leverage job and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't think that's the case at all. I, I, I don't. You know, I like I, I know there was like similar talk, right, with like Summers, right, when he came here. Same thing. Well, like They, they were touting, gonna... touting him as like, this is his, you know, this is my dream job and blah, blah. I don't yeah. think anyone really believed that. I mean, yeah, he was a Georgia guy. Um, and, and this guy, you know, he's, he's from Watkinsville. Um, but I, I don't think, and, and he, he never said that he never said like, this was my dream job, but he's been yeah. looking for an opportunity like this. And he does know, you know, the, the traditions of Georgia Southern, and he knows this is a great opportunity for him, um, to prove himself. And, and, and that's all you really need. You don't, you don't need someone that's sitting there just spreading lies saying, you know, unless, unless you are, um, you know, a graduate of Georgia Southern, you're probably not going to say like, oh yes, this is a dream destination for me. Right. As yeah. An AD. Yeah. And, but I will say this, I think, and I think this is what he mentioned in the press conference that with our history and with our potential um, and success that we've had, that this is a, this is a pretty um, good job to get since, it, you know, when it became available. Um, I don't know if there'd be much better AD op- openings that, that could have happened, especially in a G5 type um <clears throat> g5 school um so that to that extent I, I i do really believe that now as far as will he just stay here for the next 25 to 30 years and make this like his his you know until he retires i doubt that right especially if he does well you know yeah. then 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 yeah he'll you know he'll probably get picked up or some well the thing the come, thing yeah. is the thing is is the same same thing with the coaches right I mean, yeah it's the i mean same, same thing, thing we with, say with head coaches thing. if 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 yeah if, if they're doing really well yeah they're going to get poached because eventually i don't care how much money you're bringing in we're never going to be able to like at, at least not in the next 10 years you know out negotiate a, a georgia and alabama clemson uh, you know um so, uh, someone like that if, if, if they wanted him, but you know, if, if he is growing the budget, um, you know, we could probably build him a, you know, uh, a really good package, <laughs> you know, to, yeah. to, to, you know, if, if he's content here and he likes raising his kids here and, uh, you know, in Statesboro and that sort of thing, then, um, you know, hopefully you get to that point. And, and that's where, you know, at least I, and I think, uh, you as well, Cody would like to see the head coaching position, you know, for football move to, right. Yeah. As someone, yeah. again, we're not, we're not ever, you know, we're a long, long, long way from ever, you know, paying, you know, someone 3 million a year, much less 8 million a year or something, but getting coaches over a million a year, you know, that's an obtainable goal where you can keep some of these guys more than, you know, three or four years when they're having a lot of success. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, hopefully, I, we we wish him all the best because if he does well, then that means the athletic department's doing well, and that's going to just be good things all the way around. Um, yeah. I I we as with any job, you know, this is obviously the honeymoon period, right? Everybody's, you know, this is great. He seems perfect. He comes in. He's doing right. all the right things. You know, we saw him. Yesterday, this is we recorded this the day after the Louisiana Southern basketball game. But you saw him at the basketball game, going up, shaking people's hands yep. in the stands. Yep. You know, he was at the football practice. He was at volleyball practice. I mean, he's making the rounds. He's doing all the right things. I think what's going to be interesting is is when he does finally make that one decision or that first decision that maybe right. some of the fans don't like, or maybe somebody yep. in the administration doesn't particularly care for. Yep. How will he handle the adversity there? How will he get around it? Will he? Will he? back down will he cave will he stand his ground will he find some compromise i think that's a big unknown that we're gonna have to wait and see with with him 
It's true. No, it's, it's, it's a great point because with, as with any of these uh, positions, like when you're, when you're just an offensive coordinator or, you know, assistant coach or something like that, and you make bad choices, I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll be under fire here and there, but usually it's, it's always the head coach that's going to get the brunt of it. Um, and same with this, like he's been a a deputy AD, um, you know, nobody really, so no one's going to be like, oh, it's the deputy AD's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where now you're, you're the guy you make that bad coaching hire whether it's basketball football uh, you know what have you you know one of your kind of big uh, you know big three sports then yeah I mean uh, you know the, the the heat is on all of a sudden and uh, you know how how do you handle it you you don't have yeah. you are the guy you don't have a deputy you know you don't have a, a main athletic director to kind of hide behind or, or anything like that so um and and you know again I I have no idea but it, it, it seems like he's a stand-up guy um you know but our you know our fan base can be brutal I mean they can oh, yeah. <laughs> they can be super critical um but you know let's just hope again he, he comes in at a really good time where it's not like all our uh you know programs are are, are just you know struggling i mean <laughs> you know all of them for the most part are, are doing really really well um yeah. and you know as long as he can retain the coaches and you know build the budget and then you know make some fans happy you know here or there with with like scheduling things for football or, or you know facility upgrades and and this sort of thing um you know work work magic like i said of of whether you know season ticket packages and, and incentives and just anything that you can think of to help you know bolster and boost um you know the the, the budget I, I i think i think that's what we really need i think that's what he can bring i think if he does enough of that i think the the old guard fans the sky's falling fans will um give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt they won't be as hard on him let's say if he makes a really bad basketball coach hire or something like that obviously football is the one that's gonna you <laughs> know gonna that's say football fo- that's, football that's no football is the one that's the all be all so if, if if let's say you know hypothetically if if, if lunsford leaves um you know what's what's the next decision right i mean you know, we we yeah. talked about we talked about with tk tk overall he wasn't a super well liked guy. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that's safe to no. say, you know, from, yeah. from his yeah. entire tenure here. Right. I mean, I, I think the general consensus was people didn't really like him. You had a strong contingent that maybe they didn't even like him from the start. Um, but you know, as far as we talked about in that episode, as far as, you know, did he really earn that reputation? I don't know. I mean, uh, certainly, you know, with the excuses and stuff like that, that I mentioned, but with the hires, I mean, he made some really good hires here, <laughs> right? I mean, he, he you know, he, he hired he made Fritz. One really we all know bad yeah, one. He made one. Yeah. Which, which can certainly outweigh everything. Right. But, yep. um, mm-hmm. he made one really bad one. He made a really good one in, in Fritz, but obviously not able to retain him. We all, you know, we know the story there. Well, see, um, that's another thing too, being able to retain, you know, the, retain the is the about, biggest thing that, you know, uh, the thing Especially about now. TK was that he rubbed people the wrong way, right? That was the whole thing we heard about Fritz. Yep. Fritz, you know, felt like he was done wrong, and there, TK kind of took it. I mean, there there was just some, you know, friction there. You also heard there was friction between, you know, him and, and Monk and staff as well. Yep. So, you know, it, it wasn't like this is something completely new or abnormal out of TK's character, right? right. He, he just rubbed people the wrong way. He was an abrasive personality. I mean, he, he was. was. He just, he just he was. was. Where was this kind guy of a take it or leave it. Yeah, that where this where this guy obviously you're seeing best behavior right now, right? Um, yeah. I mean, the press conference and all this stuff. He's saying the right things. Again, it will be interesting to see 
when if things get tough, you know, kind of how how he reacts to that. Um, you know, if if fans get super critical, um, how he reacts to that. But from from what I've seen, from what I've read, from you know the administrators that he's worked with, from the coaches that he's worked with, I mean, you know, everyone has just nothing but you know, really nice things to say about the guy. And I know obviously that's, that's common with that sort of thing. They're, you know, they're not going to put in the press release, you know, a comment from an administrator <laughs> like this guy was, you know, was yeah, a butt to work with. Yeah, bad ones. Right, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, it, it, they were they were uh, gleaming recommendations. Lot, yeah, yeah, they they, they, were. they they were really really good. So and he and does some seem, important he just, people. He, the very important people. Very very important people. And and yeah, I mean you you um, he he seems like and this is just observation, but I mean he he definitely seems like a a likable guy, uh, you know, a charismatic guy, and and someone that overall will probably you know have do a better job in that area from that PR, you know, kind of standpoint, not just with the fans, but also externally, you know, also, yeah. you know, certainly with, with coaches and, and retaining coaches, but also attracting coaches, you know, being a destination. If you, if you build your, uh, yourself a reputation of like, you're an abrasive personality that people don't want to work with. You see that all the time with GMs and stuff of, of pro franchises. Right. And mm-hmm. coaches don't want to go there. <laughs> they, they, they don't want to work under that. But if, if he builds himself, well, it's like, this Knicks is an up-and-coming. Right, exactly. Right now. Nobody but, wants to go work for the Knicks. Right. But if you have, like, this is an up-and-coming AD, uh, up-and-coming AD who has progressive ideas, thinks outside of the box, has done, like, all these, like, really, um, you know, great things, then, yeah, you're, you're going to want, you, you know, whether you're, you know, a Mike Leach you know, a, a yeah. veteran, you know, coach coming down from the great Northwest. And, and that's the thing I want to talk about. We can kind of transition there. You know, the the financial part we touched on, um, and that's important. The the concern kind of for me when we were debating in the TK Resigns episode of, well, do we want a solidified AD at a lower level, whether it be FCS or, or maybe Division Two, or, you know, do we want a deputy AD or do we want maybe someone that, you know, like an older guy that for whatever reason he's he's done with like a bigger school and kind of comes down. The 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 issue with with getting like the deputy type, right, the assistant uh, to to somebody is you don't know how much experience they're going to have in a in a particular area. Obviously, football is the end all be all, like we said. Um, you know, Jared he has experience in that area at Mississippi State. He was the administrator over football. Um, so, you know, clearly he had a, a big influence on that hire that I mentioned of, of getting Mike Leach to go down, you know, come down from the, uh, from Washington state and the great, uh, Northwest to Starkville, you know, Starkville, Mississippi, um, and, and bring his air raid offense down there. Right. And, and he was Mm -hmm. one of, he was one of the quotes that was in, you know, that, that, uh, that, that press release. So, um, you know, and, and he had obviously really good things to say about him, called him up and coming administrator. Um, but, uh, and, and he even kind of credited him for like, he was kind of a reason for, for him coming down, you know? So again, that right there showcases, um, that, you know, not to get super off topic, but that's a great hire in my opinion to get Mike Leach there. Um, I, and, and I, I think that might be even a better hire than, you know, Lane Kiffin going to Ole Miss. Um, 
and it's it's not being talked about as much, obviously. But um, it will be interesting to see. Certainly, personality wise, that everybody loves Mike Leach. <laughs> <laughs> the pirate is a legend. Yeah, um, I can't wait for all the press conferences comparing the mascots and all that kind of stuff um, in the SEC. But he's a really good coach, and and getting a guy of that caliber um, to you know come down to you know kind of a middle of the road SEC program, one that certainly has had success, but you know is never one of those like perennial powers. That's big, you know. So yeah, um, so so that's that's a huge, uh, you know, um, plus in, in my book, you know, for 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 this guy. So um, so yeah, just just really excited. Yeah, I he took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, he spoke for so long. I don't know how, what I can add to it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, well, you're fine. Well, we could. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I guess. But, before, before, uh, but, do, do you actually have something? I was going to say just, yeah. just, but just to kind of add on it. Yeah, I agree that that with his kind of football, you know, background at, at Mississippi State and him being in that, um, I guess decision uh, committee to hire Mike Leach. You know, that does you know at least give a little bit of confidence going forward if we do have to replace our, our head coach there at, at some point. Um, right. You know, I, the only thing at that point is, is he going to be one of the ADs that is like specific, like I want my head coach to run a specific offense and I want us to get away from the triple option or any type of Well, that certainly offense. wasn't the case with this, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mississippi I, I State mean, wasn't running the air raid. Yeah, exactly. So is he going to, is he going to, you know, or is he just going to look for best coach available um, you know, listen to the committee that he puts together as far as to help hire the 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 next coach. You know, and you know that of course is something to be seen later on. Right. Um, and who knows? I mean, he may not even have to may not even have to get to that point. Lunchford may be here and just be rocking and rolling and just be like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. Right. I'm just gonna sit here and you know win games and build up the prestige of this university, and I'm not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. Which could you know which could be the case, but you know. We all know that if you do well at a G five, bigger schools will come calling, and their paychecks do talk. Right. So. Yep. You know. But yeah, I mean, so that's all. I mean, before before we get into kind of our wish list that I mentioned of of like our the the big things that we kind of want to happen and see under um you know his um his time here at a, as AD. Um, we, we were talking before the call. I, I, I want to address it cause it's funny watching the introductory <laughs> press conference. Um, you know, he, there was a moment where he just started listing off, you know, all these names. He, he was doing your typical kind of like name drop. See, I know, you know, uh, look, look at all the yeah. homework I did right where, you know, he, he mentioned obviously some, some big ones. I mean, he mentioned the, the Jack Stallings and, and the Tracy Hams. He Irk. mentioned that, uh, and Irk. He, uh, you know, he started to quote Irk. I think he maybe <laughs> misquoted Irk a little bit, but he caught himself, uh, with a, with a rate hike, um, you know, quote. And then, uh, in the Georgia power offense and all this kind of thing. And, um, he mentioned that Tracy Ham was in the crowd. Then he talks about Tukey Brown, which that, that was a weird, <laughs> that was a weird transition. Um, you know, but uh, Cody, I'll, I'll let you take this one because because you. Kind I mean, of it was it was it was all great name drops. I mean, every one of them was important to the university, but it just seemed like the guy who is studying for the exam and he just needs to get all the information out as quickly as possible before yeah. he loses the information. So yeah. I think you could tell that he studied up on our on our on our history and, and who we are for the last two plus months for however long he's been up you know in the process of trying to get this job and now has it. And you know, I I commend him on on all the knowledge that he's able to to retain right 
But it was that was as far as the press conference goes. That's the only thing in which I can sit there and be like, that was kind of like uh, not in flow. I didn't yeah, think. Sure. Um, but what's my opinion? Who cares? He's the AD. He, right. He's 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 a decision maker. He's a power player. You know, what is, who right. cares how you I know, think about it's, his it's all it's all. And good I'm no fun. speech it's all, Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's all in good fun. We're obviously not being critical over that. Oh, it was just, no, no, it was no, just no, a no. funny this is moment not serious at all. Because he was just sitting there <laughs> for like a minute straight, just naming off names. And then you get to the Tukey Browns of the world. It's like, hey, great player. Take it another way for Tukey Brown. Yeah. There's probably other basketball players you'd mentioned before him. Um, but but yeah, it did. It definitely did. Uh, seemed like the college student that was that was cramming, you know, the night before an exam had you know fifteen <laughs> Starbucks and you know, <laughs> was was strung out in class, going there just start reciting all these names of you know the Mount Rushmore of of, of Georgia Southern Athletics. Yeah. So um, that you know that 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 was that was kind of funny, but you know it was it, almost like somebody in the in the very back of the crowd were holding up pictures, and he was like, "I right. know that," and then he started like yelling out yeah. that's the guy's name. Well, that's that's what I said. He, he and, and uh, he did he did have a moment where he said, "And I can go on and on." And I told you before we started recording, could he? Because I because I don't know. Like I mean, maybe maybe for a little bit. Like how many did you actually study? Because I mean, I don't expect yeah. anyone. Obviously, you know, unless unless you are a Southern grad, right? You're you're not gonna know. You know, you might know just from growing up in Georgia, obviously, the Irk Russells of the war world and, and the Tracy Hams and Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson, But outside yeah, but... of that, I mean, even like Jack Stallings and things like that, unless you're really like dialed into college athletics, um, which he is, obviously. But like you're you're not always going to know those names. So I don't yeah, expect I, mean, I don't expect him to, to like know that. But he's you know no. saying he could go on and on. It's like you might have like three or four left in you. <laughs> but, yeah. but after that. Now, if it was if it was Danny Reed up there talking oh, yeah. about stuff then he could have really he's a, gone on he's and a on book, for, for, but, for yeah. yes he is but he could have really gone on and on like knowledge, probably yeah. 12 hours of, yeah. and that's like not and that's just probably football yeah you do the whole history of southern and he could talk for days oh he was going I, I i listened to their podcast where he was talking about the last time we uh hosted a basketball playoff game right it was like 92 <laughs> or whatever Two? 90 92 yeah. and he just started naming like the roster of you know and, and he was like four <laughs> years old when they would have so so like that yeah but so that's a different story and obviously he's uh, you know i don't want to call him an outsider you know what i mean he, he's not a southern grad but he you know he's been in this job for a while he does a great job yeah, been and and he yeah he's an encyclopedia of knowledge um, when it comes to Georgia Southern Athletics, and I think I think Jared Benko will be too, um, given time, you know. But uh, well, if he hangs around Danny, he'll just get it through osmosis. There you go. That's how that works. <laughs> That's how that it's works. It's like when you sleep on your textbook and you wake up and you have all <laughs> yes. that. Um, so, so <laughs> moving on to uh, moving on to our wish list. Uh, you know, I, I I thought we could kind of come up with like three, you know, three to five. I think we both did three. Um, of okay, this is a disclaimer. Yeah, the, the wish I list. I stole yours. You did. So to to be I fair, to so up. so to be fair, I I could have come up with other ones that you didn't end up doing. I like yours because you you did think outside the box a little bit. Yours were a little bit more like granular, where you um they were very specific. Yours yours was very specific. Where mine were um you know two of the three are football related. Obviously, uh, Jared Banco, he's the, the director of athletics, right? Um, not just football. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it is, while this is a football podcast, I think it is important to kind of look at the, the whole scope, um, of all se- 17 athletic programs and not just football. Um, but you know, that is your bread and butter. That is your moneymaker. Um, so I, I, I like yours 
and we can add like some honorable mentions here. Um, I guess I guess I'll go with mine first, Cody, since um, mine are a little bit more broad. Um, so from from three to one, so the uh, not certainly not the least important, but but one being the most important. So three would be indoor practice facility. This is something that a lot of us have wanted for a long time. We've seen it on message boards, on social media. We've talked about it. Um, it's something that a lot of the other, uh, you know, Sunbelt Conference programs have. Um, you know, certainly programs well, across the country have. Yeah. I mean, all programs, even high school programs, yeah, high sure. school programs are yeah, having an indoor true. practice facility. Yeah. So, and, you know, you, I mean, I, I don't know how it is in Orlando, but here it's in Georgia, if you've been in Georgia, of course, 90% of the people probably listening to this are. You know that it's rained constantly for like five to six straight weeks. It yeah, just it's like a, it's a flood up there. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. Arc. So, yeah. So if you know if you have that, then you don't have to. You know, obviously, once ready to cancel the first day. Yeah, of the first practice. practice. Yep. Well, if we have that, then you don't have to. And obviously, you know that gets into. You know, if you don't have to cancel practice anymore on time, you kind of keep things flowing and just exactly kind of how um, everything's planned. And then you get the fall, you know, if things get too hot. I know that we don't like to, the legend or the lore here is that, you know, we use the heat to our advantage, but let's face it, we don't have games anymore at noon or one o'clock right. on Saturdays in September anymore. They're all on, on six or seven um, to not have to play in the heat. You know, we don't really, I don't, I don't want to say we don't use it to our advantage because it still does if we have a Northern team down. And they're still used to it. Yeah. They, they're still living yeah. in it. They're still doing other things yeah. outside in it. Yeah. So, um, but still to have that there to where they could bring them inside to cool them down for a little bit and still get things done and have them still focused and sharp, you know, it's, it's nice to have, yep. um, or if, you know, you just have the thunderstorms that come up, you have lightning right. and stuff that you have to get off the field, you go inside and you do yourself. So yeah, yeah. Actually have a it's field important. to play on and not, not the rack, yeah, not having to play exactly. on basketball courts and, and not being able to hit the ground and not, you're right. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so, and, and, and that's something, obviously, you know, people say space is a factor. Um, you know, I, I it's a lot of people are, or have put it out there already. It, it seems like we do have the space obviously where, you know, the, the soccer team is, is moving over to the new, uh, Tormenta, uh, stadium, right. Um, over there where, uh, where hackers used to be. I don't even know what it's called anymore, Cody. The clubhouse. <laughs> the clubhouse. The clubhouse. There you go. Back, back, back in my day, it was called hackers. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so so they're they're moving out there. Obviously, the track you can probably relocate that somewhere, um, you know, and uh, and then yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you you you've got the grounds there where you can do it. Um, obviously, in pro- uh, close proximity to to Paulson, there, um, it it just it makes sense. So, um, you know, I, I I know like you said, high schools and stuff are getting them too. You know, obviously, cost is always a factor. It's the big, big biggest factor, uh, without a doubt. I'm sure uh, here, um, but it's it's something that probably I haven't like priced these facilities, but with technology, it's they probably gotten more and more affordable. I know you have like ones now that you can even do like the. They're almost like the blow-up domes and stuff. You know, I'm not saying we get that, but they, they have other alternatives now um, where it's not your, you know, giant, you know. Hold on. Let's face it. Let's face it. In terms of recruiting and in terms of everything and how kind of football is today, you don't want just some, like, basic, like, you know. No, you're right. Dollar General you're right. bland and, you know, uh, indoor practice facility, right? You want something legit. That you can sit there and tell recruits this is the best one in the conference, right. or this with is nice the best locker one rooms, with nice, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, so it's not. I mean, 
I get that maybe there are some alternatives, cheaper alternatives, but let's be real. If we're going right. to do it, let's do it. Let's do it legit, and let's have one of the better ones, not just in the conference, but in all of the group You're of right. fives. You're right, because I'm, I'm sitting here making the TKs rub it off on me, right? I'm sitting here making yeah, an excuse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. like, well, we could take, yeah, yeah, like you said, we can get the if dollar general do version. It, let's do let's it. Let's do it right. Let's do like what Louisiana did with their locker rooms. You know, you have recliners in yeah. there, all this kind of stuff. That's what I want to see, and I'm, I'm tired of hearing, like, we just don't have the money. Figure out a way to make more money. <laughs> and, let, and let's get that stuff, um, Jared. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, number two, um, sticking with football, and and again something that uh, you know a lot of people have wanted at Eagle Nation for a really long time, and that's bringing a P five to Paulson, a Power Five team coming to Paulson. Um, I frankly don't care how it happens. I, I don't care if it's a um, if it's a home and home. Um, you know, I we've talked about before. Uh, neither uh, neither one of us like the the two for one uh, you know scenario. Um, but we we've seen you know conference opponents host P five teams, ACC, SEC teams. Um, we've seen it as home and homes we've seen it for the two uh, two for ones we've seen it where they just went <laughs> you know um, yeah. uh, but, can you know, i ask you yeah. can I, I, let me ask you a question on this because uh, to me this would it be cool yes um but i don't want to sacrifice our, our financial side of it right. in order to get it so the, the now right. now in order to now granted this just happened louisiana mississippi state just did a I guess a neutral in a way in mm-hmm. regards to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So Louisiana went to Mississippi State, and they had a quote unquote neutral game at the Superdome in New Orleans. Right. This or this last football season. What would your idea be if we were to get a team like I don't know Penn State or who cares whatever P five school we got, in which it's a home and neutral with the sure. neutral being at like MBS in Atlanta. Um, yeah, well, see, the the, the problem like is, is we're not in the same kind of proximity of an MBS but we have as, a, but as we Louisiana have, is. We do the alumni in Atlanta. We have a huge. Fan I got base you. I got you there. I think it yeah. depends on who with Mississippi State. Not to say that they don't have a following like outside of Mississippi, right? But you know, you you had a lot of Louisiana. Uh, you you certainly have a lot of Louisiana alumni in um, in New Orleans. You know, they had a good representation of that game. Obviously, uh, Mississippi State brought a lot of people, too. I think if, yeah. if like, if you did, I know you just threw out Penn State, but if, if we did someone that wasn't proximity, I guess I guess my point is, is, like, how how is that a home game for us? Um, what's the benefit there? Because, yes, we have a lot of alumni, but I guess you'd have to be almost really careful just because football's so big in the Southeast. If we do any, like, major you know sec or acc school i don't think that's that's no longer a home game you know what i mean um if, if we well, if we do an auburn or, or, or somebody like that right um, well that's yeah i mean i mean obviously if you do an sec school odds are they're going to bring a whole lot more fans to that let's just say you know dream scenario yeah. playing them in atlanta or now whatever. we bring a duke or of somebody course. but i don't know if that yeah does does mbs even agree to that right exactly Probably not. And also, too, the, you know, I'm thinking of it, they have the Chick-fil-A kickoff class. If we would have to work around right. that, either, you know, do it like a week zero type game or like a something in the middle of the season. You know, now what, if, I if think I think a more realistic scenario. I know we have the alumni base in um, Atlanta, obviously. It would be something like Jacksonville, like go to Jacksonville yeah. Stadium and do do one there against, you know, 
It's the same distance. Or it's same the same distance. Like, it's like Miami yeah. or somebody, right? Like somebody yeah. like that. Like that could work. I mean, Miami went up to uh, to Boone to play App State, right? And uh, but something like that could work. I don't think Florida would probably go. You know, and that's the thing is like why no. why would they do? Mississippi State's kind of, you know, interesting because, again, they've always kind of been middle of the road or, or you know, towards the bottom, you know, uh, of, of the conference. Um, so I don't see, like, the Florida teams where that does make sense, you know, proximity-wise. I just can't see a Florida or even well, a Florida State really doing something like that. No, but the, I think what it, it, would, it would appeal to a team that's not in Florida in the sense of, let's say, uh, a Maryland or, uh, or whoever. Um, can come and play us in Florida, but they can also bring in all their Florida recruits to watch them and kind of let them be behind the scenes, have them on the field. You know, I think that would also be an appeal to why they would want to play us in a place like Jacksonville or Atlanta. Right. Um, Something to where they can say, all right, we're going to play close to all of our Georgia recruits or all of our Florida recruits. Let's bring them all in. Let's see how everything works. And it can also be a huge, like, recruiting trip for them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's fair. And, again, I – like – I, I don't want to sacrifice money on this, and, and that will yeah. bring me to my number one. I want to have enough money where we don't have the excuse anymore of we can't afford to do home and homes, right? Yes. So, so, so figure out ways where we're not so reliant on the big money games and, and playing the Clemsons and LSUs of the world where we can schedule a Kentucky at home in a home and home or a Vanderbilt or Duke or Syracuse or Boston college, or, you know, I can keep going, um, you know, in, in a home and home and we're not sacrificing, you know, a million dollars, um, of, of that Clemson or LSU money game. Right. So, um, that, that's where I want to get to. And, and yeah, that brings me to my number one, which is make money. <laughs> uh, the, the the main number one thing I want to see under uh, you know uh, uh, Jerobenko's rule um, as AD at uh, Georgia Southern is to to make money and I, again I, I don't care how it happens obviously I do want to see donations um, increase um, you know I want to see some creative ideas of how to get more season ticket holders um, again maybe adding incentives um, you know maybe getting uh, you know young alumni involved in some capacity, whether it be discounts or whether it be, you know, some kind of, you know, loyalty programs, something like that. Um, get sponsors, uh, you know, get, get, get Paulson sponsored. We've talked about that before. I don't care if it's Saxby's. I don't care if it's Chick-fil-A Coke, get, get, get a sponsor. Um, you know, um, and again, that's, that's the other thing is, is outside of that sponsorship deals. We have the Adidas deal, you know, um, work work through things like that to, to see where we can get, you know, more money. So there, there's plenty of avenues outside of those big money games um, and, and even donors where we can bring in money. And uh, I just I just want to see more of that. And again, I I'm excited to see what Jared does, because it, it, it does seem like he has been at places like Mississippi State, where you know maybe they you know they don't stack up to the Alabamas of the world, right, <laughs> in a financial budget, but he's he's able to you know hold his own there and and, and be creative with with the checkbook. So um, so that's yeah. So that that's my list, Cody. Um, so let's move to yours. Like like I said, yours yours a little bit more um, granular and, and and not just focus on football. Um, so so go ahead with your number three. Yeah. So this is kind of a things in regards to maybe little things I mean outside of football but yeah number three is a focus on men's golf I think we need to secure a long-term deal with our head uh 
coach of our men's golf team. Um, he's done a tremendous job here. Um, this program is definitely on the rise. We have great facilities. We need to secure him to a long-term deal, get him to where, you know, if a bigger school or a more prominent golf school comes and tries to steal him away, he's like, nope, the the offer, the what I'm getting paid is competitive to any to any program around the country in regards to that. Um, I mean, in our golf team, I think it's actually kind of pretty young, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they're doing superb. I think they just won their second or third tournament um, this past weekend. They start the uh, local tournament um, coming up. Yeah, they just, they, they beat uh, Notre Dame, who was 12th in the country. They, yeah. Um, so, Iowa State, a couple other big names were, were in that tournament. So, yeah, they're, they're doing great. Yeah. yeah. You obviously have a golfer who graduated last year in Fist that's going to probably be on the PGA, you know, within probably a couple years or so. So I think things are looking. Is he up. holding out for the gonna... Olympics? Is that what it is? Some, or, maybe yeah. something. I don't know if it's the Olympics or something. Because I, I know he I was ele- some... he was elected to that team, um, and obviously the Olympics are this summer. But so I, 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 I he just took a role. Yeah. He just took uh, a uh, an internship role uh, with um, with with our golf team with the the GS men's golf team, um, and I I figured you know that's probably why because he can't have like a paid position but i'm not sure maybe but i'm not yeah i'm not exactly sure in regards to that um so i can't speak on it um so yeah that's that get him sign up coach let's just go ahead and make that a priority and so that nobody else comes and takes him away um two and we'll discuss i think you know we'll obviously get in a discussion about this but continue the renovations at hanner and or just completely just do a new basketball facility and arena yeah um I I know that I think there was a pretty large sizable donation that was given to redo Hanner. Um but something's something permanent has got to be done. I don't I don't know if it's for the best of our basketball program to be there. It's not. You look just, you look at some of these other I facilities mean, in the Sun Belt like Louisiana. I don't want to keep like but yeah. but they've done a really good job with facilities and then you got the I think the Cajun Gnome is what they call it. And that that's super nice. Um, and I, look, I love Hanner. It holds a special place in my heart. I covered basketball games and stuff there. I sat in the press box on like a 90 degree angle where I felt, you know, where I was getting nosebleeds and felt like I was just going to fall straight down, um, you know, <laughs> to, to center court. Um, but the, the place it's outdated and it, it just, there's only so many band-aids that you can put on it, you know? Well, that was, I was going to get to is how many band-aids can you put on it to make it look good? And is, is that even possible? The the front um, the front facing stuff they did looks great. I mean, it really does. Yeah, it does. Um, and you know, when when I saw that for the first time, I was uh, you know, um, I was taken back. I'm like, this this, this looks really good. But um, the inside, there's only so much you can do to like the stands and stuff, and and how that's built, um, how that still passes building codes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and there and and you know, in in regards to that too, the, we've got to have a better, I think, section or a better spot in that in either Hannah or, or the new facility or whatever, where our students can, section can actually be a student section and actually stand and cheer and jump the entire game. Um, you know, I sit there and see on Twitter where it's like people are telling them to sit down or whatever, right. and it's like, no, the hooligans seem to be standing up and jumping up right. and down and going crazy. And a designated st- a, section, maybe with no yeah, seats around it or something, right? And exactly, then, and then, something yeah. like that, yeah. But obviously you can't. You can't take out seats. You're not going to take out anything in the hand or the way that it's set up. So I don't I don't know what the correct answer is. I don't know what would be the right answer moving forward or what would be best 10, 15, 20 years from now. 
but either if we're going to renovate Hanner, actually completely renovate it to it's like it's almost a brand new facility to begin with, or just go ahead and just cut your losses here. Just go ahead and start figuring out a, a new facility. Let Hanner be permanently volleyball or whatever, and and then that's it. Um, but I think something's got to be regards, and, and I guess to just kind of do number two as a whole, uh, have a firm and secure plan as far as basketball facilities and make sure that it's going to be up to a level that, again, same thing with football, is not just on top of some belt, but on top of, you know, G5 programs throughout the country. Right. Yep. So, and as far number as number one. one goes, it is football-related, and that is to enclose the Bishop side of the football stadium and increase this capacity to 30,000-plus. Um, I think that's big. Obviously, we need to sell more season tickets. I was about to say, yeah, that, that's, 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 that's going to be the that's feedback gonna be first. A, it's like we we, yes. we can't hit the 25 yeah. mark. Why do we need 5,000 more seats? I, I get that. But it needs to kind of just go ahead and close that side off. I know I've seen other people say that they want a bigger video board. That, you know, I, I understand that. I get that. Um, that could be added in somewhere along those lines as well. But I would like to see at least – enclose that side go ahead and connect it around i think it's already pretty much designed for it to be that way and let's just go ahead and get that done and really kind of start um really start to kind of fill out the stadium and really start to kind of get it to where you know then we can move on to renovations and stuff um other renovations for the football stadium as well to to not only increase um attendance and size but also i think we they probably need to renovate the the press box and the suites and all that stuff too as well oh they de- that um, they definitely do yeah that the, the press yeah, box is so, super outdated um it, it and yeah and, and the suites and everything um you know i know they've they've kind of flirted with that in the past um and i know that's kind of a part of the kind of the, the grand vision if you will but yeah, <clears throat> yeah completely so completely mow that down and build that up build you know stands on top of it and do like you see yeah. in, in the bigger stadiums where you have all that stuff housed in between, you know, sandwiched in between brand new luxury suites, all that kind of stuff. You get the big donors and get them to buy that. Uh, you know, you get sponsors yeah. and stuff to buy that. Um, and I, exactly. I think the thing to keep in mind, Cody, with, with all of these like six points that we gave, right, is all this stuff. It, it, yes, it comes down to money, but also comes down to success, right? We're not, we're not just saying like, do, do these things, you know, year one, you know, do expand the stadium. We can't reach 25. All we're, 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 our wish list for this is based on like need. So like we, we need these things to grow, but we also have to be able to sustain it financially and, and yeah, and be able to fill the things and, and things like that. So we need the basketball program to keep doing well. Um, you know, yeah. we, we need the football program. We need to raise money, grow the budget, get more donors, and, uh, you know, w- win games and uh, put butts in the seats um, and, and, and break that 25 mark, you know, game in and game out every home game uh, to, to draw that. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of a perfect scenario. You know, it's a perfect scenario thing yeah. that we're talking um, when we're when we're given this wish list. Um you know, same same with indoor practice facilities. I mean, that that's something. I think that out of out of all these things, I'll be. I think yeah, that's the most obtainable that thing. One. Yes, that that should be. Yeah. I mean, as as far as like what I'd like to see, you know, uh, and again, money and the the stadium expansion. But as far as obtainable things, that should be step one, because um, we did a ranking of like what we'd like to see the most. But what uh, obtainable wise, yeah, that should be that that's number one. 
um, you know, f- f- figure out a way to raise money and 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 get that done and get um, get those kids a uh, indoor practice facility. Yep. So. Yep. 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 All right. Well, um, I don't really have anything else to add, Cody, um, unless you do. Um, about, uh, about no, Jared no, Danko and and just no, uh, no, just welcome. Hope that you like Statesboro well. Um, it feels great this week, but trust me, probably in a month or two. He's fr- yeah, really, he's been really living hot. in Starksville, Mississippi. I'm sure. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, so, so he's probably he used was in to Auburn, it. Alabama before that. Yeah. yeah, it's not like he's now like Mike Leach. <laughs> you know, I know. Yeah, I know he yeah, spent time in different. Texas, but yeah, you're you're coming from from <laughs> Pullman, Washington to to Starksville, yeah. Mississippi. Ooh. Um, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, so we will pick this up. Like I said, part two of our season three premiere, um, already recorded that. So we'll, we'll, after we drop this one, um, we'll, uh, we'll sandwich this episode with, with that part two, uh, where we, uh, solely kind of focus on the 2020 schedule. Um, and, and just kind of how it's a front loaded schedule and, um, kind of break down each opponent and, um, and, and give our thoughts on that. Starting with that September 5th, uh, matchup on the Smurf yeah, turf. Way too early yeah. thoughts. On way, way too early, uh, uh <laughs> thoughts on that. And then, uh, leading up to the September 5th, uh, game against Boise. So, uh, with that, Cody, we will pick it up next time. All right. Hail Southern, Matt. Hail Southern. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.